to show. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Off the Match Podcast. And it's me, it's Dante. And we're getting close to episode 200. So we got to figure out what, what we are going to do. And I say we because y'all be listening, I be talking. So, like, we got to figure out something for 200. But we're not there yet. I think we're at like 180. So, for this episode, I am actually going to have on a new guest that is new to Brazilian Jiu Jitsu uh, as of February of this year, 2023. And they're a blogger. And, you know, we got the kind of talking back and forth. I, you know, heard that she just started jujitsu and I was like, oh my goodness, I want to hear your story because she's been, you know, writing in her blogs about her experiences and just things kind of to be on the lookout for, uh, you know, like bad habits, bad traits, things like that, because we know they exist. So she's hitting us with those reminders. So welcome into the show this week. I want to bring on Miss Luciana Oliveira. Yes. Welcome to the show. Thank you. you. Thank you for having me. I'm feeling great. I'm very excited about this. Good, good, good. I, you know, when you first um, messaged me and, and you sent me the link, I was like, okay, you know, a, a lot of people will message me on Instagram and tag me yeah. and things and want me to reshare. And, and that's perfectly fine. That That's why that page exists. Yes. But what always gets me is like, if someone's not following me, I'm like, hmm. <laughs> Those one side yeah, follow first, isn't it? Yes. So that, that was the first thing I saw. I was like when you sent me the uh the message, I was like, let me go see if she's following me. Okay, she's following me. All right, <laughs> all right let me go like check it out tick, now. Tick, so that that's just a piece of advice to anybody out there listening that isn't following and you're sending me stuff to repost. You gotta follow first. Just follow first. At least. Um <laughs> so you started jiu-jitsu, you said, back in February, correct? Yes, that's correct. Um, so I was, I had a, quite a rough 2022. It's actually in the first line of my blog post is um, about talking about my jiu-jitsu journey was just explaining how my 22 was quite a rough year. There was a lot of personal things going on. I had just finished, finalized my divorce at the time. So it was just, I, it just felt very heavy, especially towards the end and then beginning of 2023. I was just feeling quite drained mentally, emotionally. You know, it's not easy to go go through a divorce, especially when you have kids involved. One, I have one daughter. So it was difficult. Um, and I was just, the beginning of January, I, I went through a bit of a hibernate kind of phase where I didn't really want to do anything. I just want to kind of sit by myself and just kind of, process all of those emotions by myself and then once I was getting out of that phase I started seeking for some sort of um some something I didn't know what to look for at the time I had a subscription at um just a normal gym you know normal gym membership I wasn't really going there I was just not feeling it um I never really got much joy from the normal gyms uh, I was going because I was like, yeah, it's exercise, it's good for you. Let me just go, let me get the membership. But I wasn't really, I never really felt excited about gyms in general. I like group exercise, exercising groups. 
uh, could be dancing, could be, you know, some sort of class or some sort. So I wasn't very excited about it. But I kept a membership just to kind of see if I would get some sort of, um, just push myself um, to do some exercise. I wasn't doing it though. <laughs> so I started looking, I was feeling quite sad and I wanted to, uh, I had this feeling that I want to be part of something bigger than myself. It was like, I feel like I need to be part of some sort of community, a group, maybe even some sort of support group, like, you know, for post-divorce uh, trauma, <laughs> something like that, some sort, of, some sort of group. And then I started looking for things like um, spiritual groups. I'm quite into spirituality, as you probably noticed from the blog. Uh, I like everything, spirituality, meditation, you know, well-being, all of those things. So I started looking for spiritual groups um, and I really like Buddhism. So I started looking for Buddhist centers around my area. The thing is, I live in quite a bit of a country area. It's very rural around here, so there's not much going on. And I wanted it to be very convenient. I wanted it to be close to my house. I didn't want, I wanted the, the times to be correct because obviously I have my daughter, I have school runs and she's got a bunch of activities. So I wanted everything to just fit within my, my schedule. And it wasn't fitting. The timings were, were a bit not quite working out. It was a little bit far. And I was like, okay, let me look for other things. So I started looking for churches. Because I'm quite open, I wouldn't. I, I just wanted to feel part of something and just listen to some positive words, you know, feel part of a group, like I told you. So I started looking for churches, and there is a beautiful church right in the middle of a chest of Chester, which is very close to my house. Beautiful church. So I went there a couple of times. It was lovely, but it still wasn't doing it for me. There was still something missing, and then I stopped again. I stopped sitting. I was like, Nah, this is not working. I'm just gonna stop it altogether and just go to the gym or whatever still didn't go to the gym <laughs> i know i know uh and then i was on instagram uh on the blog page on our the on your journey blog page instagram account one day which i never go i i deleted everything i deleted my facebook i deleted my instagram i was just like i just want to get rid of all of this but I still kept, obviously, the, it's my work Instagram, Instagram account. It was a very small account. And I was there doing something for work one day. Um, I had to do some sort of, it was, because when you do a blog post, sometimes they ask you, the clients ask us to share it on socials, on our platforms. So I think I was literally just doing that. I just logged in on Instagram to do that post and get out. And this ad popped up one of this, you know, like, you know, when Instagram stuff, stuff just keep popping up yes. and it was for kickboxing. And I was like, I've done boxing, a little bit of boxing in the past, like a few years ago, I was like, I've done some boxing, kickboxing may be similar, just a little bit of kicks involved with the boxing, you know, you know what? I'm just going to sign up. It was like a free trial thing. I was like, I ah, might as well just have a look. So I did that, went on the website, straight from the edge, went straight on the website, put my details, signed up for the free trial. I was like, yeah, it is what it is. As long as, as, as soon as I came out of the website, I landed back on Instagram and there was another ad, not an ad, one of these pop-up things for um, the um, Roger Gracie Academy in Chester, same free trial. I was like, I just signed up for kickboxing. 
but you know what whatever i'm just gonna do that as well so i just did i went and then i went on the website on rga chester signed up for the free trial put my details i was like yeah i'm gonna just do it and that's how jujitsu kind of came to my life the first time so i went for the trials and i don't know how i managed to do that but both trials were on the same day it was a wednesday uh <laughs> i know bear in mind i wasn't exercising at all for months okay for months so here i go you know to my free trial for kickboxing in the morning it was like, i think around 9 30 in the morning it was a ladies class it was very chilled it was kind of it was fun um and then from there i packed my stuff and then went to chester for the for the roger um grace academy and got and i got there and i'm telling you can i start talking about my 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 my, my first impression of that day when i when I, it was my first time setting foot on a jujitsu academy, martial arts. I've never went on karate, um, karate, judo. I never tried it. So I've never set foot in anything like that before in my life. The kickboxing one was very, it was a bit more, it felt more familiar. It felt very much like the one, uh, like other gyms I went for, like group classes and stuff. But when I went in, RGA, Jester, it was such a, it was, I was sh shocked at first because I walked in, met the old blue, there, there were maybe like, I think six or eight pairs rolling. And in my mind, I thought I was going to walk in and you're going to hear all this noise of people wrestling and, you know, throw, it was silent, but a very strange silence. They were sweating and they were strangling each other and you could hear all the the noise all the, and i was like and there's sweat everywhere and i'm like what i i'm i what am i doing here like what am i doing here what what is what's going on so i got in um spoke to steve he gave me you know the gi for my trial class and off i went um very very much questioning all my life choices at this point because <laughs> what did I sign up for but anyway let, I'm here now let, let me just get on with it so I've done with the warm-ups and then we started doing the the techniques and when I tell you I couldn't understand anything that he was saying anything I was like what is what was he talking about side control mount and i was like what are these words i've never heard these words in my life so it felt like i was in some sort of parallel universe of com of communication because i'm like i don't understand what you're saying i have no idea what these words mean and but i still got on with it, it was an hour class i was sweating i was huffing and puffing i i was out of breath but what really stuck with me that day was how patient, how welcoming, how kind every single person that I was, you know, drilling with or, or rolling with on that day, they were the sweetest people I've ever met in my life. They made me feel like I was part of it. They, they didn't make me, bear in mind I was the only girl there um, on that day, on that specific day. So it's a it's it could be it can feel quite intimidating to walk in a very masculine environment, a very masculine doc, uh, dominated environment. I did not feel like that at all. 
I felt looked after. I felt just, you know, protected and looked and cared for. And I was like, these people don't, they've never met me before. They've never seen me before. Like, why are they being so nice? Why are they being so, so, so careful with me? So that, that blew my mind, especially being such a, in a way, violent environment. But it didn't, so it, the paradox of like, this is supposed to be violent. Like, what's going on? I was really confused and I loved it. And I signed up straight away. <laughs> I was like, yeah, take my, take my credit, take my card, take my money, take everything. How many geese do I need? I want to buy all the geese. I want to buy all the things, all the rush cards. I just want everything. So that's kind of how I landed on jujitsu. Yeah, that it, it's funny because when you find an individual who, you know, they just take right to it. And, and they, you know, it's like, I want all the geese. I want all the rash guards <laughs> because, because they're cool. They're cool. There are a lot of cool looking geese out there. There are a lot of cool rash guards out there. Like jujitsu players, you know, like in, in, in our environment, you know, have some good fashion. And then there's some that are just like, <laughs> like, like, why, why'd you choose all orange? <laughs> that's, that's a bold choice there, my friend, but okay. Um, but yeah, that you know, I'm I'm glad your experience coming in, especially you know being only female, was was a positive one, because yeah. you know, like you say, you walk in, you're the only female there. It's male dominated, super masculine. It's like, um, I don't know if I belong here. Yeah, they're gonna you know strangle me to death, and yeah, you know, they're gonna laugh you out of the gym, like, gonna, ha, 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 silly girl, the patriarchy. Absolutely. Uh, but no, absolutely. It was actually quite the opposite, which fascinates me to this day, how I literally feel. And there are obviously there are other girls there. Um, but if every time, because um, I normally train in the middle of the day because I can, because I have a, flex, a flexible job, I can work, um, I can train and work around my working hours um, quite freely. So I normally go on the midday 11 o'clock classes and I'm normally the only girl that sometimes there is a few, um, a couple more girls that come, but normally they come in the evening classes. And again, I, if most of the times I'm there, I'm the only girl and I never felt left out. I never felt made fun of. I never felt like I was less of any, you know, less than anyone else. Uh, felt, you know, like people were looking at me for never, never, absolutely never. Well, good. I, I find that to be very important to, mm. you know, a good sign of a good gym is, you know, somebody on the first day, do you make them feel welcome? Do you make them feel like they're part of the family right away? And, you know, with those experiences, you know, there's some people that they just, they come in and it's just not a fit for them. It just yeah. doesn't, you know, no matter how accommodating you can be to them, there's Absolutely. just some people they come in and they're like, just, just, I thought I I don't know what I thought, but I know that this isn't for me. <laughs> Which was me. Uh, I don't know what I thought, but it wasn't this. <laughs> the, I, I've told this story, you know, plenty of times on the podcast. You know, for my first class, you know, I went in for my trial and they paired me up with a 14-year-old kid, and he just he threw me around and strangled me. I was like, oh my God, like oh what God. am I doing? But then <laughs> I'm like in my mind, I was like, no, I'm gonna get that kid back. So I signed up. I was like, man, that boy's going. And he, he was just, he was good. He was really good. And for many years, they just kicked my ass all over the mat. When he turned 18, 
Uh, he's about to go away to college. He and I rolled. And I can take, I, 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 I didn't tap him. I, I didn't get any sweeps on him. But we did get kind of stuck in 50-50. He didn't footlock me or anything. So I took that as a win. I was going to say, like, a win is a win. A win is a win. I got him. <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> he went off to college like, like what? <laughs> like, no, you didn't. But he, he was a sweet kid. And, and the yeah. environment was really, really sweet, which is why yeah, I immediately signed up as well. I, I'm glad that, again, you know, that that first encounter was great for you. So that way you were like, I want to sign up now. Yeah, because like you said, yes, you know, jujitsu is not for everyone. And I understand. I mean, I didn't think it was for me, to be honest. <laughs> when I walked, I was like, this is not for me at all. I have, um, I don't want to miss my train of thought, but I just, I just want to touch on this a little bit because that's one of the main things that really got me into it. I grew up with a huge fear of injuries. I'm not saying that, people you know are okay with being injured but like i am absolutely terrified of getting injured um because every time i did get injured it was something serious like i would broke break my shoulder break my wrist break my foot in three four places so i was always very scared of trying things a bit too adventurous with my body like i never tried martial arts i never tried you know anything too you know because I was scared of falling and breaking my wrist, breaking my arm. So I never really tried anything super, you know, I would do dance classes happily, but nothing to do with martial arts, nothing to do with, you know, I didn't want to do any boxing and none of that because I'm scared. And I'm not, I know what that's gone. That's completely gone. Yes, I am. Obviously I have to be careful. I'm 40 years old. I have a daughter that's small. I need to drive her everywhere. I have to drive places. So I can't get injured. I don't want to get injured. But that fear, I think, is reduced to 30%. <laughs> I would still go full, you know, I, I will roll. I will give everything that I have in the roles. I'm not going to, you know, in the beginning, I had one class. It was one of my first classes. And we were doing breakfalls. We were just, you know, doing a bit of, you know, the throws and the, the breakfalls. And I didn't know how to breakfall, right? Like, I was, <laughs> please, you don't learn this thing. In, you don't learn that in life. Right? Like you don't learn how to break fall. So I had no idea. So they're teaching it, showing you how to break fall, right? How to to you know not injure yourself when you're when you're falling. And I'm trying my best. I was trying my best, but it wasn't enough. So I hit my head on the mat a couple of times. And that was enough to throw me completely. You know, I was just like, nah. I, I walked out, I walked off the mat, I went into the bathroom, started crying. And I was like, this is not working. I'm going to get my car keys and I'm going to leave. And um, that day was another turning point for me because I left the mat. There was, bear in mind on that day, was an evening class. There was many people, there was a lot of people that day. And I walked out and they noticed that I left. And I think they noticed that I, I don't know if I, they did because as soon as I hurt my, as, as I bumped my head twice, I left. Uh, I didn't look and I was like, I just need a minute. And uh, George saw me, one of the lads, I'm sorry for mentioning names. I don't know if that's okay. I think that I don't think they might because I'm not saying anything. So he, he, I was, I went to the, ba the bathroom, I was crying and I was like, I'm just going to get my keys and I'm going to leave. And I walked back out and then he was like, what happened where, where are you going and i was like oh, I'm just, like oh, this is not working like i hurt myself like i was probably like this is not this is not for me um and they were all kind of you know having that breaks for water and stuff and they all kind of 
not all of them, but like a few of them just kind of approached and they were like, listen, we are still learning, you know, colored, colored belts, purple belts, blue belts. We're still learning. And um, don't don't leave. Just stay and, you know, just just try again. Just, 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 give, just give yourself a minute, but don't leave. And I had a very nice conversation with Steve. Steve is um, my coach. And he also gave me the best pep talk on that day. And uh, Luke, the other coach, was also there training that day. And he also gave me a little bit of a pep talk. And like that, that just boosted me into going back. And I was like, you know what? I'm here. Let me just try. And that was one of the best lessons I had once I went back and tried again. It, it, it just because you felt like I'm, they're not trying to hurt you. Um, just go back and try again just 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 you know clear your mind and try again and i did and i started getting better and it's still not i'm not still not great at break falls i still you know <laughs> i have my moments, it takes <laughs> I have my moments. Time. yeah it takes it takes a minute but um it's better and my fear is kind of fading away as i go so um well good good the injuries that's uh, unfortunately just part of the game uh, yeah. I mean, and, and the thing is with with injuries i mean you can't really see because my shirt blends in with the with the shoulder brace that i'm wearing here i got oh, a black no. shirt and the shoulder <laughs> brace is black um but yeah it, it's like it's sometimes it's not even like big injuries either it's like little injuries like your hands like my my finger is still recovering from a fracture yeah like my my wife always tells me it's like whenever sometimes to my finger she's like well go to the doctor get it you know look I was like why? <laughs> like, all there the is no point anymore. It's, it's yeah. too many to keep up with. It's yeah, they're, they're gonna put it in the cast and I can't train for like weeks and I'm not I'm not really in for that. I'm just gonna work around it. My ring finger I'm not even sure how that happened when I returned to training from a long hiatus. I you know we're doing grip fighting and maybe it got tangled i don't know but i didn't notice it it didn't hurt during class i had no issues in class i got home and i noticed my ring finger was swollen like my my wedding band because i don't wear my wedding band on the mats yeah yeah i, I keep it on my keychain and then I'll, I'll put it back on after i couldn't i couldn't even get it over the first knuckle but okay <laughs> this is the life we're living and it's it's kind of better now the ring won't Fit still, <laughs> I have uh, a silicone. It's got a little uh, bit bent, but it's okay. It's kind of functional enough. <laughs> it works now. It, it closes now. Before it was like I go to close my hand, and this finger still like just like, okay. <laughs> this is what's happening with my pinky. Like I can't, I can't do a proper grip. I don't know if you can see, yep. but it doesn't mm -hmm. fold like that. <laughs> so yeah, we're still trying to work on the grips, uh, trying to get that finger to work again. It's like once you start playing with like, um, like lasso guard and spider guard and stuff like oh that, it, it like, you know, your fingers start to get like all types of jacked up, but then you get <laughs> you like, then you build kind of a tolerance to it. So you're like, okay, here yeah. we are. That's, that's where yeah. we are. And this is the life I live now, because if you stop for a little while with, with playing with the lapels and, and the sleeves then your fingers go back to normal and now it's hard to get back in because that's what happened and now right now in class we're working on a lot of lasso 
Yes. And this ring finger as I go to get the lasso and make sure I got a good grip on the sleeve. When yeah. I, um, you know, secure the lasso, my finger is burning and oh, like my, you know, my training partner doesn't know. So they're not, you know, they're like just yanking and trying to get out. I'm just like, dude, this hurts so much. Please stop. <laughs> just like, ignore it. Just ignore the pain. Yeah. Oh, at this point, it's, it's just like, part of the, like I said it's part of the game my yeah. shoulder like my my hip I <laughs> my groin back in April um I strained my groin um oh, so it, it's just like those injuries are there but it's like I feel like if you weren't training though and you yeah. get one of these injuries there's this this mental thing that kicks in where you're like oh my god like this is the end I'm so dumb what do I do like like, and, and then you have this fear of recovery, so you recover slowly. Whereas with jiu-jitsu, it's like you get injured. You know to get back on the mat. You have to Absolutely. do things properly. So you start losing that fear of injury and 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 kind of start like, okay, I'm hurt. What do I got to do to get better? And then, yes. you know, once you're better, you're back to it. But, you, you know, you don't jump in foolishly and just say, okay, that ACL is like is healed now. I'm just going to jump in and play leg. Yeah. Like, no. Yeah. No, we're cautious. Yes, absolutely. We're more, way more aware of healing time, and you know, like I'm training, and I'm still wearing the little, the little sling thing that they made, the little um, splint, these things, the little mm -hmm. splint thing that they made. So I still wear it because it's not 100. percent It still hurts a little bit, so I'm still rolling with it on. I put my, you know, my tape around it to make sure it's in place. Sometimes it flies, it flies in the distance, but most of the time stays in place, just to give it a little bit of protection. You know, I had a bit of a something with my with my elbow, a little bit of something with my shin, and I am aware of this discomfort. And whenever I'm off the mat, now I'm giving it. You know, if I put some ice or put some, you know, give it a little bit of a rest. Um, but yeah, we're way more aware of injuries and the healing time, but we also don't want to miss class, do we? So it's a bit of a. <laughs> I, mean, I told I tell my girls like if I get really injured, which I don't want to, you know. I will still come and just sit on the mat because I, I I cannot get enough of the amount of knowledge that the coaches have. Like it blows my mind. This is again something else. It's like how knowledgeable they are. Like I feel like I just wish I could like open that little head and like shove like a little connecting, you know, USB and just connect to my brain and just kind of transfer the information because it's so much. There's so much from them there's so much in on the internet there's just so much information and it's just so valuable and i was like i just want to just get in the brain i wish i was like 20 in my 20s when the brain's fresh and you don't have you know have zero responsibilities and just like just get it in my brain yes i yeah. i get that completely yeah so i missed a week because i had a little bit of a I was sneezing a little and it's one of my you know pet peeves i literally just wrote yeah. a blog post about pet peeves like do not turn up you know don't go to to class when you have you know contagious stuff and i was sneezing i was like i don't know what this is i just missed class and i was you know when you just i was fidgety i was like i don't i don't i want to go to class you know i want to just wanna sit there and listen but i can't because i don't want to contaminate my 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 friends so yeah it's very funny get to see we appreciate that on the mats as well because there there's been times where people show up sick and, and i'll admit i've done it too yeah i've yeah. shown up sick as well 
Yeah. Uh, and, and and not even just to sit on the sidelines, but like to get into the thick. I was like, I'm rolling today. Like, <laughs> I, I, I've got a fever and I'm woozy, but I'm getting on these mats. And, you know, I that's something, you know, in this new world that we're in, post-COVID yes. world that we're in, you know, I don't mess around with that anymore. If I don't feel good, I'm not going in. My, my coach, you know, I talked to him yesterday. He wasn't feeling well. Um, I, I normally do uh, private lessons with him. And he was like, you know, because it would be one-on-one and up close and personal, mm-hmm. he was like, I, you know, I don't want to get you sick. He okay. still uh, taught class, but he did it from a distance. He had other people demonstrate the move, and he just kind of talked it through, but he stayed away from everyone. Absolutely. But, you know, that is a thing with training. It's like, like you said, that you just can't get enough. You just... I'm injured. I, I want to show up, you know, show up and take notes, show up, put your phone and record, you know, the, the, uh, technique portion. And then th- that's what I do now is like, I, I, you know, try to get a uh, video of the technique being demonstrated. And then I go home and write my notes to yeah. that. The, that's, uh, also with the injury thing too, I was thinking about it. There was a movie that came out back in what, 92 over here called the program. And it's a football movie. And one of the guys in practice, he gets hit hard. Yeah. And he falls down. The coach comes over to him and says, are you injured or are you hurt? And the guy goes, well, what's the difference? Well, if you're hurt, you can get back up and play. If you're mm-hmm. injured, then you're out. So I always think about that whenever I get any kind of, you know, nicks or bruises or anything. Like with my yeah. finger, the finger's a little different because it's like it. It's an injury, but I think I, you know, I can still get around that yesterday in training somewhere along the lines. I think I uh, went for a takedown and I think I like bumped shins with somebody maybe because my Mm -hmm. shin hurts a lot today. It's been hurting like since late last night. And I was like, that's weird. And then um, I, my arm, I know I fought out of an arm bar last week and it, it it's fine now, but it had this weird pain to it all week, yeah, like right yeah. in the elbow. So it's like being aware of, you know, what's, you know, due to keep you out for extended time versus mm-hmm. uh, maybe, you know, just kind of take a couple of days or ice it or, yes. you know, take care of yourself, basically. Yes. And whenever you're off the mat, just kind of, you know, relax, put your leg out, but, you know, just put some ice there. Just, you know, just mm-hmm. be aware there's something that needs healing and give it time and give it attention and it'll be fine. Yep. Yeah. I mean, and being being off the mat doesn't necessarily mean like, yes, physically you're not training. Sure. Yeah. You can still look at video. You can still... Um, you know, write notes. You can still... There's so much you can do that elevates your game. Absolutely. There was someone at our gym i believe or maybe someone that uh, one of our coaches uh coached years ago the guy went away for what two years maybe Mm -hmm. he wasn't able to train but he looked at a lot of videos he took a lot of notes and he came back actually better which is wow wow to hear because it's like you're not getting any mat time like you're not training at all physically but i mean you know some people built that way i'm not i'm not either no, no i'm not no absolutely no that's so cool that's really cool yeah it, it, fascinating 
you know, that that's just also something to I think about when it comes to jujitsu. It's like learning styles. Some people are kinetic learners and yes. like myself, I, I have to physically do the move Same. in order to understand it. If you know, and for everybody that can watch videos and, and really like let it sink in, I'm proud of you guys. That you guys are amazing. I'm not yeah. amazing. Yeah. I'm I'm yeah. just Dante and I'm trying my best. <laughs> Listen, I watched so much stuff. Like since I started in February, like I've I've just been following all the accounts, you know, all the big names, all the the you know the the new names, everyone, and I'm, I see so many cool things from now, from you know the old times, you know the beginning of jujitsu, and it fascinates me. But like there is no way I could replicate that from watching. Like there is sometimes I can't replicate when I'm on the mat watching with my eyes and you know paying attention fully. I still cannot replicate. So no, I cannot you know learn remotely. I have to be, I have to be uh, you know physically trying and multiple times to you know get to the ten percent of of what they're trying to teach. And, and I think, you know, with that being the case though, we're, you know, that's most of us, most of us, you know, yeah. but there are those, those prodigies out there. That's just, you know, right. they pick it up quick. You get the white belt that comes in, they get the blue belt in six months. It's like, geez, please. And, and sometimes that, you know, that can be attributed to somebody being a wrestler and yes. having, you know, past experience grappling. But there are those individuals who can show up to the mats, no experience grappling at all. They they soak it up like a sponge. Yeah. They become blue belt very, very quickly. Then they hit purple belt very quickly. You know, and, and it's just those things that are so jujitsu. Like isn't it? Yeah. Um, it, like I, I was thinking about it last week as I'm sitting in class. I was thinking about it. It's I'm in there on a Saturday morning. And my coach is going over to move and I'm sitting there picking, you know, absorbing everything up. And I, was, and I started thinking, I don't know why I've been doing this for so long. And for some reason, it never clicked in my head. Like I'm sitting in school right now. I'm, I'm in class, like, like a classroom setting, like in school, yeah. like when I was a kid, you know, or, you know, early in college or something on a Saturday morning, I'm like, okay, here I am. Now I'm learning. I'm taking notes. Oh, now we got to demonstrate it. Okay. And in my older age now at 45, I'm starting to really look at things differently in, in terms of like pro wrestling. I look at them as stuntmen now yeah. and it's like, Oh, like when I look at them as stunt performers, now it takes a different shape in my mind looking at jujitsu and being in class. I look at it as like a classroom setting and yes. now like it's a whole different. Yeah. Yes. I like that too. I like the analogy. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense for for yourself and and i you know us being kinetic learners yes you know, this setting is probably best for us because we are going to be instructed on the move and then we're actually going to have to physically do the move as well yes. and that's where we're going to really soak it all up so yeah kudos to us the thing is, like the other thing is like my body doesn't move the same way right like the bodies don't don't move the same way depending yeah. on age depending on your body you know how you built and stuff so yeah it, it kind of depends right like it depends like my daughter she picks up on she's very physically she's very physical like with she's always been she you know walked super young she started walking when she was nine months and she was climbing and throwing herself off things and you know she's very she picks up on, like 
she can pick up on things physically really quick. Like if you if you want her to sit down and do some coloring, she gets she gets fed up and she wants to you know like nah, I'm not doing that. This is this is shit. I'm just gonna do something else. I'm just gonna throw myself off the window soon instead because she's just and but these built like this from again because from a very young age she was like that. She's very confident with her body. Like she, you you put a you know a beam. It's like yeah, go walk on the. She will walk on the beam and she do a you know a somersault at the end of it. Do not, because and that's just how she operates. That's how her brain operates. How her physical, you know, her body, her, her body operates. And she's six as well, so she's very, you know, everything's just functioning the, the way it should. The, everything's flexible, you know. I can't experience. I, and this is the other thing about the beauty of um, jujitsu off the mat, right? Like, uh, there's just so many benefits. Like, I could literally sit here all day for days and tell you all the benefits, but. It's like being aware that, yes, it's really cool. It's a very cool move, you know, do the flying, um, tri you know, flying triangle, whatever, the, the, the cool stuff that the, the kids are doing. But being aware that's really cool, but I'm probably never going to do that. And that's fine because that's not my journey. That's their journey. That's what they're doing. That's what their body's able to capable of doing. That's not my journey. And that's absolutely, and I'm happy with my the way I'm learning and my pace and how I'm, do you know what I mean? It's like just being I'm not comparing myself. It's really good for you that you can do that, you know, triangle of Wado, how we say in Brazil. <laughs> but, you know, fantastic, beautiful. But, you know, I'm happily just doing things in my own pace uh, over here. Well, that's the thing. It's your pace. Your, your game is for you. So there are times where we're training and yesterday, as an example, yeah, you know, they're, they're doing barambolos and, yes. and, you know, doing all this, you know, craziness. To they that are page. cool. I love barambolos. <laughs> I love it. I love watching the videos of um, Mio. I love watching them doing it. It's so cool. Like, as I'm watching it be done, being done, my coach looked at me because I made a face and he started laughing. <laughs> I was like, mm. yeah, I just gave him that look like, mm -mm. nope. Not not me. And and the thing is, like I always say that I, I know I can invert, I can I can do a, a barambolo. I, I don't have an issue with it. But when I think about it, it's it's where I clog up. But if we're in the middle of a roll, just yes. off of necessity, I'm going to do it if if needed. Yes. But also there are times where like you know, we might be learning to move and it might not be something that's gonna go into your arsenal to utilize. Yes. But you still shouldn't, you know, try to work with it in order to have to recognize it for defense. Absolutely. So, you know, when when I have one teammate, he loves to invert. And every time I see him, like, as soon as I see that shoulder going, you know, in that motion, <laughs> I'm like, nope. And I grab his leg. I'm like, <laughs> you ain't going funny. nowhere, okay. son. Like, you're, you're staying here. Like, like get back. But, yeah. you know, your game is your game. So, yeah. you know, when, when we look at the technique videos on, on YouTube and Instagram and things like that, and we see something really cool, it becomes a question of, is that something that fits into my game yes. or is it something that's, you know, it's cool to see, it's cool yeah. to know, but am Absolutely. I going to ever utilize that myself yeah. personally? And you never know you, like I said, out of necessity, you might end up you know, in a position where you might have to throw a flying triangle. I know. Um, I, I can't imagine and everything it. Everything will you know. connect and everything will work perfectly and it'll be beautiful and it'll be trending on, on Instagram the next day. 
Yeah, that would be great. You know, maybe you never know. You never know. Yeah. You know, the the thing is though too is like the fundamentals and and perfecting those. It, it may not sound fancy. It may not seem flashy, but the fundamentals never get old. I know. As right. I quote my friend who said that many, many, many episodes ago. But for you, as you move forward in this journey, and you know what, what we're about seven months, eight months into your training. Yeah, I think so. It's crazy how how I remember like walking in like the first few weeks, right? And I had this uh, my line. Which is like, guys, please, I literally just joined like a, a week ago. Please go easy on me. Don't throw me around. I don't want to be bouncing off the ceiling. Please just take it easy. I can't use that anymore, which is a shame. <laughs> oh, sure you can. I, I, I've i been training since 2015. I still say that. I'm like, hey, hey, still I'm still it, new. I can't be like, oh, I just, I just started like a week ago. Please go easy on me. I couldn't use that. I can, I still, I still moan and sometimes I please. Just go easy on me. I've got an injury here, an injury there. I need please just <laughs> just be careful. Um, but yeah, yeah, I can't believe it's been a few this this many months already. I mean, it it flies by. It does. Uh, it does. So with the training so far, as yeah. you're still, you know, you're kind of learning. We're always learning, no matter what belt rank we are: white belt, blue belt, purple, brown, black belt. We're always learning. The game is always evolving and changing, but for yourself, do you think uh, you have any plans to challenge yourself and compete? Um, I was literally talking about that with um, my friend, one of my friends, one of the girls that train at RGA, uh, Chester. And we are pretty much the same age, like in our 40s. And um, and she's been considering, like she's, she was talking to us, like, oh, you know, there is a few competitions that uh, another friend of ours told us, like, oh, you, if you go, they can match you with someone same age, same belt, like, you know, same weight. It's not going to be this discrepancy of you are 40 and you're competing with a 20-year-old that, you know, been training her whole life and top of the game. And she's been considering. I It, it doesn't, it hasn't crossed my mind, um, apart from when they're like, oh, you should, you should all go and compete. And I don't, I don't have this um, thing about competing um at the moment it may change it may not i don't know um i think it's really cool i really want to watch it I, I haven't watched it live yet any competitions live so i really want to do that a few times just just to have a you know a feel of how it is to be there uh, and watch people competing live but i don't I, I i'm just here for the for the journey for the fun for the for the for the learning which is a lot already um but you never know you never know so she's considering it just doesn't really doesn't really i don't even have any pretension like i don't have any um obviously you want to move and you want to grow and you want to progress i think everybody does whatever in whatever you're doing you want to progress but i don't even have like oh i want to become this i want to have this belt i want to have that i i couldn't care less about how many stripes, what color belt, I'm, I could not care less. I'm just so happy to be here, to be there and just be in the environment and just the community, the the, the, the people, I'm, I just wanna be there. I was there today at 8 a.m. and from 8 to 12.30, I was shocked to myself. That was on a Sunday, I'm training from 8 to 12.30 and it was so good. It was early, I was barely awake. I was a bit disorientated at first. I was like, why am I just eight o'clock in the morning? Like, what's going on? 
and I'm just happy to do that. At the like for now, I'm just happy to 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 just be part of it. I don't. I never thought about competing. I think it's extremely cool, but it didn't cross my mind. I haven't really. It doesn't really do it for me right now. Fair enough. And yeah. we share that in common. Yeah. <laughs> I, I competed once. Yeah. You know, back back uh, in my white belt days, and it it was interesting for sure. Yeah. Uh, all the stuff for me in the training room that I knew went out the window. Oh goodness! Um, once I got onto the master train, but the one thing that did stick was my will to fight and not give up. Uh, in, the in survival instincts, isn't it? The survival instincts which we normally don't use on a daily. We don't really use our survival instincts yeah. on a daily. Uh, you know, maybe a situation we kind of kick that in a little bit, but you know, you normally don't have that. Oh, you know, survival instinct kind of um, in you. So that would be cool to feel that. It, it was one of those things where I, one of my teammates, he, he made a interesting point about it. He said it was paralysis by analysis. Like I was trying to break everything down and I just froze up. I remember the first match, I, you know, we, we, you know, slap, uh, slap hands and, you know, we're standing there and then we get our grips. Yeah. And, you know, that's the first thing I know. Be first. Get your grips. Now, at this point in my training, I don't know if, uh, you know, I'm going for a takedown, if I'm pulling guard. I don't even, at, I, honestly, at that point, I didn't even know what pull guard meant. <laughs> so, I was, I was just like. I was just like, I don't know what to do. Um, <laughs> my opponent, he ended up getting the takedown on me. Oh. And I did have enough uh presence of mind to not let him get side control or get okay. mount or anything yeah. so he takes his two points for the takedown we get the half guard um you know we're rolling around rolling around i still have the video somewhere i have to find oh, it i'm not i'm not posting that <laughs> uh, y'all ain't seeing that that's oh, no, I want to see it. <laughs> that was rough um but he had my back but he didn't have his hooks in because okay. that was one thing again, you know, I don't know much, but I know not to let you get your hooks in. So, yeah, you know, yeah. I did a good job keeping him from getting his hooks. He eventually got into a position to get a bow and arrow choke on me. Oh. And I fancy myself good at uh, defending those. So I, I wasn't worried about the bow and arrow choke. Plus he's a white belt as well. So he's probably not really good at it. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, I'm defending, I'm defending. I hear my coach scream out, Dante, don't you tap, uh, meaning like you're either going to sleep or you're fighting out of this. Oh, and no. I, I didn't get that at the time. I just thought, oh, yeah, yeah, don't tap because you got to you can still fight out of this. No, he meant like, no, I don't tap. Like, like, just keep fighting until you can't fight anymore. It's like, I'm not going to sleep, you know, for yeah. sure. But um, I gave him a thumbs up and the the uh, opponent, he let go. He was exhausted. He let go, and I actually just turned around into side control and got nice. three points and won three to two. So it wasn't even like I earned a win. It's just like yeah. my my coach says the, the thing my coach says about it is like you you did earn it though because you never gave up. Yeah. And and that's one thing I will take from it is that even though I didn't really use jujitsu, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I, <laughs> I, I was clueless, but, and then that's not because the coaches didn't prepare me. They, they prepared me very well. 
like, sure you I do jujitsu. It's just in the moment, I was like, holy shit, so much is going on and I don't know what I'm doing. I'm, you know, I wasn't scared by any means, yeah. but I was like, I need to survive because I know how to survive. Yeah. And my coach, the one thing, uh, you know, he points out about, I was like, you know, you never gave up. So that counts for everything. You Absolutely. stayed in that fight and that guy and, and afterward, I, you know, I'm talking to my opponent later on yeah. and he said the turning moment for him was when I gave my coach the thumbs up. Because he felt like, I'm not going to get this choke on this guy. I'm so tired. He let go. And I just turned around. And I think they gave me my points, my three okay. points, too fast. Because there were literally two seconds left in the match. Yeah. You see, I got to vote for three. Yeah. <laughs> see, now you're saying that. It just reminds me of this thing. Like, I um completely off topic, but also on topic. Um. I was terrified of roller coasters at some point, like terrified. Like I said, I was terrified of lots of silly things. Roller coasters was one of them. And I was just about to go to, but one of the things that I had was like, if I ever go to Disney World, which was a dream of mine, especially growing up in Brazil, in Rio, most of the kids my age in the 90s, 80s kids, they, in Brazil especially, like they bring washers into like Disney World is the best place in the world. Go to Disney World for your fourth you know, for your birthday, for whatever, for our quinceanera, which is going to be turned 15. You know, it's a big thing for us. I like, go to Disney World. Um, and I was like, if I ever go to Disney World, I'm going to go in every single roller coaster is there because it's Disney World. It's my, it's my, one of my dreams. I'm going to go. And I did. And it was, um, it was one of the best holidays I've ever had. And I, I promised myself, I was like, I'm going to try something at least once <laughs> that, and you know, now talking to you about your competition, I was like, oh, maybe I should try it once just to see how it goes. Yeah, but, this one. Know, just try, try it once to see. But yeah, I don't know. I, it just didn't cross my Again, like I'm having so much fun in the process of, and again, there's so much to learn. Like I said, I'm a white belt. There's so much to learn. There's so much knowledge um, on jujitsu. I'm, like, I'm just happy to be here. I'm just happy to be hanging out and rolling and sweating and injuring myself. <laughs> In the, in the in the making and it didn't cross but yeah I, you know who knows i may come back in some time do another podcast and be like yeah done it it was fantastic it was a great experience well i think that you know at some point you know you may you know change your mind just say you know what because you'll get to a certain point where like you know maybe you want to challenge yourself and i am i'm never the person to try to tell someone like oh yeah you definitely got to you got to compete because i've i've had people tell me you know here on the podcast like you got to compete you got to and it's like well it's not for everyone yeah. you know not everyone wants to they I, I know for me the lead up to everything was actually the worst part for me it wasn't getting on the mats and competing and losing all of my faculties there like oh no i don't know what to do it was the lead up it was trying to you know and and granted i, I this was where i definitely was ill prepared you know trying to make my weight you know i made weight perfectly fine but you know i was stressing about that you know and then then we get there to the the um facility at what nine o'clock 9 a.m and you know you're waiting around all day all now granted this place that i competed at is right around the corner from my house so technically i could have just went home yeah. i could have went home <laughs> chilled out and like you know have somebody text me when they call my name but 
I, you know, I stayed there, you know, as a teammate too, you know, you want to be there and support your team, cheer them on, you know, recorded several matches with my teammates and, you know, was really proud of them. And, you know, then my time came up and I was like, oh shit, like I I got, and I I was actually walking towards the bathroom. So I was like, all right, let me go to the bathroom because I I got a feeling I'm coming up soon. And as I'm like, I would say like 20 steps from the bathroom, I hear, you know, Jake Dante, you know, Matt five. And I was like, oh, fuck. That's me. Oh, fuck. (laughs) Like I ran over there. And with a full bladder too. So you know, maybe 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 that that win was very earned because I had a full bladder. I you know forgot everything I was doing and and I ended up winning. Um, and you know my next match because the guy I went against first round because there were five of us in the bracket. Yeah. And um, there was a someone had a buy, and however it works out, I was in the finals. And the guy I went against in the finals, it, it was easy work for him. He won five to zero. You know, a big part of it, I just didn't know what I was doing. He got the takedown. He got side control. We worked our yeah. way back. I got into half guard, you know, bottom half guard, and we stayed there the entire match. And afterward, you know, he was a really nice guy. And he goes, dude, you actually had kind of a tilt sweep on me. You could, If you would have just come up to your elbow, I was like, you should have said that during the match. Like, <laughs> that would have been real helpful. <laughs> But um and then when all it, the faculties get go out the window, could have set that. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I I just felt like, you know, at the time too, just where my information was in my mind, you know, I'm not thinking of it as a fight. Like now, if I were to compete, it's a, I have a different viewpoint, mm-hmm. I have a different understanding. Like, you know, we're not trying to hurt each other, but we yeah. are trying to get a submission. We are trying to do whatever's going yeah. to make that other person tap verbally, physically, however it may be, unconscious. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But, you know, there's no, like, ill will in it. Whereas when I was doing that as a white belt, I had that mindset too. But I also was like, well, I don't want to do that. I don't want to embarrass this guy. I don't want to hurt this guy. Uh, uh, you know, and, and you're like, well, don't, don't think that way because they want to do it to you. Yes, so, oh, that's yeah. very true. That's very true. So yeah, yeah. I, you know, at some point, you know, if and when you do make that decision, you know, I wish you the best on it. I, Thank you, know, you. Thank you. And where you're, you know, where you're going with your training, it, it sounds like you know you're at a you know a really really good academy that will have you very well prepared for that. So I'm, yeah. like I said, I I'm not one that, to. Tell, I'm 100 sure of that. Like if I ever get you know, in that mindset of wanting to compete, I'm pretty sure I will be well looked after in the academy. They are fantastic. All the coaches are absolutely amazing. I say that all the time. And I know it sounds like I say that on my posts, like they are absolutely incredible. And again, I I don't have much comparison here because this is the only academy, academy I know. But honestly, the coaches are just phenomenal. Phenomenal. I'm in good hands for sure. I feel like when it, you know, when you're in that first run of training and, you know, one would like to imagine, you know, you'll be with your gym, your entire training career, but, you know, seeing other gyms cross training, things like that, you know, it's a good way to get exposure and competing also. Because one thing I think about also when you, when you're training and learning in the, in the room, Uh you know, you're all learning the same thing. Yes. You develop your own game, but like, your teammates know your game so 
sometimes it could get stressful. Like, man, I can't get this to work. Like I can yeah. never get to work. And, but then if you go compete and you can make it work, or if you go train at another gym and visit another gym, boom, you yeah. can make it work. And I always think about the ideal of like working on a move so much in your home gym and they know what you're going to go for. Yeah. And you're still able to execute it. Yeah. And that's when you're like, I'm a bad motherfucker. Like, yeah. 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 Yes, absolutely. I think the thing is that, like, I feel I'm not even there yet. I don't have a game. So it's like, the thing, I, I feel so, I'm, I'm I'm still a baby in the jiu-jitsu world. So, like, I'm still, you know, I'm barely crawling. So it's like, I don't even have a game. So I'm still getting pretty much my ass kicked every time in my own gym. So, you know, I don't need to test myself in other gyms yet because I will get my ass kicked anyway. So I'm just going to keep, you know, it's in my familiar gym you know let, let my you know my ass get kicked by familiar faces for now <laughs> we share that also in common i'm still getting my ass kicked i've been doing this for a very long time like yeah. i've been doing it for a long enough time where i should be a, a different belt by this point but whatever <laughs> um you know I'm, I'm not gonna lose sleep over it but yeah. the, the thing i think about you know when it comes to you know all of all of that where you're training at and just again you know testing yourself is you know yeah build build it within your team i think with competition for me personally um i you know it's um i'm i can't i can't i have a um which is complete opposite of what i just told you about injuries and stuff i have a bit of an adrenaline junkie seeking kind of side to me so if I ever got into something like that, I don't think it would be because I want that specific medal, that specific trophy. Or that it's because like, I just want to be in an arena, in a place where people are shouting and screaming and rolling and throwing each other, you know, and just to, just to feel the feeling of being in that situation. Like not even because I don't even care if I, it's just to be there as a competitor, not necessarily for, for the prizes. But again, um, I'm I'm uh, for now. It's just it's just um, it's just an idea that I never really considered for now. But yeah, it would be yeah. it would be probably for the adrenaline rush. I think. Well, like the roller coaster situation, the roller coasters. Yeah, it would probably be that. I mean. Again, it's your journey. So whatever whatever reasons you go to do one thing or the other, yeah, it's for you. Like it's funny because my buddy and I we we talk about this on one of our other podcasts. Like neither of us can stand roller coasters. Uh, <laughs> really? Like he, I, I don't think he's ever going on a roller coaster again. I don't know. Yeah. My, I, I have a seven-year-old daughter. At some point, I know we're gonna go to Disney World. It's not high on my list of things to do. Yeah. But it is definitely on her list of things to do. I was gonna she makes say, definitely she that. makes all these plans and is like, "We're doing this." It's like, really? How much money you got? Uh, but they, when when I you know I think about um, thrill seeking and adrenaline junkies and things like that, I'm like, yeah, I think my my limit is really just doing jujitsu and like having you know a, a 120 pound brown belt female on my back like a backpack and i can't escape them <laughs> it was koala, like okay koala hug. like 
I'm terrified right now. And, you know, meanwhile, I told this to my friends and they're like, that doesn't sound like a good time. And it's like, it's I not know, actually right? a good so time. Bizarre. It's so bizarre. I remember the first few times, the first times I got, you know, smashed with these like huge dudes on top of me, the absolute shit panic that it kicks in. It's so funny. Like, especially, I think, especially for girls, like, you know, obviously, we are not as strong and you know i'm not i'm not meaning to offend anyone but you know just my opinion we're not you know especially if you're going against an even even taller person you know you can it can be a bit of a you know they are they can be taller and bigger and wider and stuff and you know you can feel quite tight and i remember feeling being in an absolute panic sometimes and being this spazzy i'm probably still this spazzy white belt that's just kind of trying to kick and throw and stuff and um i've been working especially lately i've been working on telling them to attack and i would just try and defend because i've been trying to work on my breathing and i just trying to think instead of just kick and throw you know and try to push people up off just think about just be with that discomfort for a little bit and just try to work your way around it um, but yes, obviously, you know, it can be, it can, you know, it depends on the frame, it depends on the, you know, the, yeah. the, the weight, the height, but in general, we can be quite on the smaller side. <laughs> yeah. And, and the thing is, there's still strength in, in that as well. Like I said, you know, yeah. at a 120 pound brown belt, like female brown belt on my back and, you know, part of you know the advantage for her was being so small like yes mm -hmm. i could Absolutely. probably yeah. like she's on my back i could try to stand up and like just drop yeah but <laughs> she's know? a brown but, belt though yeah they, she, know, they, she's they, a brown belt. if you do that with a white belt then the the story will be different she's using technique over power yeah. over strength and stuff which is a lot to do with you know what they sell with the jujitsu and it's like it's technique over brute force but yeah. you're talking about a brown belt on your back you know, absolutely. 100%. She, she also, she had me where I couldn't stand up. Like I was doing <laughs> everything in my power to move and get this lady away from me. And I was like, okay, <laughs> I don't know what you're doing. Like, I don't want like, to hug right now. It, like, yeah, it's like, I, I'm not really a hugger. Like, please stop. <laughs> I don't like this. Uh, but, you know, there, there are guys that are big, though, that have been on my back that, you know, because they're bigger it's actually easier for me to you know kind of get their hooks off of me and then you know kind of maneuver my way out versus her is like i'm not sure how you're using your small size as you know a weapon but it's working and i don't yeah, like, the thing, like they, they are agile they can fit in the in the in the gaps yeah. and you know feel the spaces and stuff so like i, I was rolling with another friend today and it's the same like i'm taller than her i am quite tall and I am taller than her, and she's a blue. And she, I could not partner again. I'm a white belt. I'm just beginning. I, I'm just you know in the beginning of my journey. She's she's blue belt. She's ahead, but like I could not, I could not do anything. She was so agile. She was keeping her guard. I couldn't go around. I couldn't. I couldn't go anywhere. I was just stuck in her guard. I I managed to get out of the guard, off the guard, but I was I couldn't get side control. I couldn't. Because she was just getting all, I'm quite, because of the long legs, long arms, she's just getting all the gaps and filling all the gaps. I can't get anything in. So yes, it can be, sometimes you can use your weight and just pin them down. But, you know, if they have, you know, their legs and they move agile, it can get, it can be quite um, 
some work. <laughs> yep. One of my uh, main training partners is a, a, a female, a smaller female, and it is impossible. Well, I won't say impossible. <laughs> it is very difficult for me to keep her down in side control because yeah. she moves a lot. She, she will know. get a knee in there and she will wedge her way through. And I think yesterday I did actually, well, because I have this weird mechanism that goes off where if we're rolling, I'm just lazy and I'm, I'm playing. I'm, I'm not, I'm not lazy, but you know, I'm like, I, I'm, I'm just like, I'm, I'm trying, but it's like, okay, I can't get out of here. But as soon as I hear, all right, short time, but something clicks and I'm like, okay, I'm sick of being in this position. I get out and then, <laughs> you know, I turn the tables, but I might ended up getting her in side control. And since he said short term, I was like, I'm just going to hold her. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not trying anything fancy. Let's just sit here and you don't take all 215, all 215 of these pounds. And, yeah. and like when the time goes off, then we'll say, all right, good roll. But until yeah, then, I'm sick of you taking my back and, and <laughs> trying to choke me. This is not a good time. Uh, Absolutely. And like this is funny because normally what I do, um, is be, I use my legs. I have long legs, so like I'm trying to, you know, throw my legs and get on mount. And I, I'm and I can't. And I was like, oh, I think I got her. And then she's out. And I was like, how did you get out? It's like I was so sure of this. Like the, the mount was on, and then she's like, nah, she's out. So you know, and she's smaller, and she can just get out of in the little, the little spaces quite easily. So you know, sometimes it doesn't make much, but sometimes it does. It just depends, isn't it? Yeah. It. It's, you know, with Mount, I know for me, there, it's a timing thing. There are yeah, times where, absolutely. Yeah. like, there's yeah. time into it. There's, you know, there, there's so many different things to it. I know for me, I tend to, um, if I have you in side control, I'll push your knees to your, the opposite side. Mm -hmm. And then I'll let your legs come back up. And then I'll push the knees again, push the knees again, push the knees and push one more time and then throw my leg over quick. Mm -hmm. And I get to mount, and then I'm like, I don't know what to do from here. Right. <laughs> I do that as well. <laughs> it's like, I'm in mount now. What do I do? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> and we're here. I'm in that like, position a lot as well. It's so funny. It is so funny. Like, this is it blows me. Honestly, it's of like the amount of times that I, I get to a good position. Rarely, okay, rarely, rarely. When I'm not being again, you know, smashed. I managed to get to the position. I was like, oh, this feels fantastic. I managed to get it. And now what? What do I do now? <laughs> so, like you said, all the information just goes out of the window. We've been drilling this for an hour, and I do not know what to do from here. It's so funny. Ooh, that That's, you know, as your journey continues, you know, you'll you'll end up, you know, having a suitcase of things to do, whether things, it be, yeah, you know, yeah. you have a go-to submission and it's like my, my one coach always tells me, you know, there's a roadmap and a roadmap is always to that position for that submission. So yeah. like for me, it's Kimura. So no matter what it is, I'm always trying to get to a position, to get to Kimura, yeah. whether it be side control. And then we work around, you know, to the Kimura, whether it be, you know, if I'm in half guard, bottom half guard, I'm looking to get to Kimura. Uh, you know, there, there's so many different things, you know, to, you know, so many different paths to get to 
you know, where you need to be, but, you know, always having that roadmap, knowing this is where I want to go. And yeah. then, you know, you got the other intricacies that come into play, like such as your transitions and actually getting there. That's where it starts getting tricky. But once you know, like, hey, I know I need to get to, you know, the back for rear naked choke and, or, you know, maybe I can transition that to a born arrow or a reaper choke or whatever it may be. But always knowing like if you get to your one position you know this is where you want to be just just worry about getting there once you're there get secure and just kind of hang out and then kind of okay i'm here yeah now what now what yeah it was i was rolling this morning with um one of the lads and he's i love rolling with him he's really sweet he's very he's a purple belt and um um he's just he's always like he's always taking the opportunity to teach me which i love I love when they're in the middle of the world and they just kind of, you know, and I took his back. I don't know how I managed to take his back because, you know, to me, that's like such a, you know, he probably helped. He, he didn't, I didn't take his back. He gave me his back because I was kind of getting there and they're trying to, you know, let you implement some of the things that we've been learning. And I'm on his back and I was like, this feels great. Like I got the seatbelt on and like the hooks are on. And he's like, he's like, oh, you can try this. You can do this. You can do the arm lock. You can do the triangle. You can do and I'm like, you're saying all these words, like, you know, like, you think I know what I'm doing. Like, I'm just very happy to just be here. I'm, I, I'm on the back. I'm happy to be here. This is this is me now for the day. Um, it made my weekend. I'm, I'm happy. And he's like, oh, you could. And, I was, and then he's now he's teaching me how he's like, oh, put your leg here and do that. It's it's I love it. Honestly, best three and a half hours of my day. Yeah, that's I remember the point where, you know, I would have teammates say all these different phrases and terms and submissions. <laughs> like, I don't know what none of that means. I like, know. It's like a like, different language. It's like a whole yeah. dictionary or new dictionary of, of, of words that I've never heard before. And I, you know, I don't know what what it means. How do how do what? It's yeah. Yeah, it's 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 hilarious sometimes. Whenever I come back from practice and I'm sitting here in the living room or there in the living room, right now I'm in my basement. Um, yeah. But whenever I'm sitting in the living room and you know my wife asks, you know how was you know how was class, and you know I start talking about things and then I start going into just all these different terminologies. Yeah, and I can tell the moment she checks out. <laughs> like it's like okay, sorry I ask, yeah. but. Yeah. You know, it is a different language, you know, is, just how you're saying things, language. what you're saying. Jiu-Jitsu in itself, the physicality of it is a different language. It I can't is. remember who said it, but it's like, you know, at white belt, you're, you know, you're learning your letters. You're learning mm -hmm. your letters and your words. And then by blue belt, you're learning how to put together a sentence. And then by purple belt, it might be white belt, learning your letters. Blue belt, you're learning your words. Purple belt, you're learning how to make a sentence. Brown belt, you're learning how to write paragraphs, and then by black belt, you're writing poetry. So, love that. I love that. I may steal they, that put on the post. Absolutely. Hey, I Very just stole nice. it. I don't know where it came from, but I I know I've seen it before. And when I start thinking about it in that way too, you know, I start saying to myself, "It's like, okay, I know letters. I yeah. know a lot of these letters. Let's now form some of these words." And that's is as, as long as I've been a blue belt. It like you think like hey he should know this by now it's like no nah, 
eh, we we all learn our own pace. Absolutely. So, you know, me being a blue belt for for so long is like okay. Now let me actually take this serious and look at jujitsu and you know wanted to get to purple belt now, and yeah. and it's not even so much about when. Wanted to get to the belt as much as it's let me gain this knowledge. Because that's one thing I try to keep in mind, too. I'm not looking at it as this journey for the belts. I am looking at this journey for the information and learning mm-hmm. and, and figuring it out. And, and and really just seeing how far I can push myself you yes. know, within a certain boundary. Because I don't know that I'm going to compete again. Maybe, maybe not. Like I, I think my mind is in a better place than it was before. Mm-hmm. But I also think too, it's like, well, I'm still testing myself in my own jump as well. Yes. You know, yes. Like, uh, you know, my coach was telling me, it's like, when you're rolling with white belts, put yourself in a bad position and, and try to work your way out of those bad positions. Mm. And, Instead of just trying like, to submit them and choke. Yes. Them. Yeah. 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 Like, you know, and there's some people that will say, you know, use white belts as punching bags. You know, you learn by beating up on the white belts. So I was like, well, I don't want to beat up on the white belts because I don't want you all as white belts have a bad experience. But there's yeah. some white belts that are like, yeah, you know what? I, I, I come here for that challenge because you're beating me up. I got to learn how to stop you from beating me up. Yes. I'm sure yes. There is that. But from my perspective of it is I want you as a, you know, learning individual to not feel like you're getting trounced all the time yes i think it's finding a balance isn't it like you want to yes. give them a little bit of a challenge so they you know they can you know learn and work their way out but you don't want to give them too much grief to discourage Correct. them you know yeah there's definitely a good balance to work with that and i like to think that i i give a fair balance where yeah. you know i might be in a bad position for about the first half of the role and then I'm like, okay, I'm sick of this. And I get out of this out of them. And they're like, okay, like, I don't like this. It's like, well, learn to love it because yeah. you're stuck here for the next three minutes. Absolutely. But, you know, it, it, again, the journey is different for everyone yes. um, myself, yourself, our teammates. And, you know, no one should ever tell another person how to experience their journey. Either. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I've, I've had many of people tell me to compete. And it's like I, when I get there, I'll get there. Mm-hmm. Um, I do. I do think that you know it is beneficial to at least try it once. Yeah. yeah. I, I say that with therapy and jujitsu as well. I say everyone. I don't think jujitsu is for everyone, but I think everyone should try it. Absolutely, because, I agree. I agree. You know, you don't know that you don't want to do it until you, until you actually get out there. For all I know, this would have been something like I, I, I was used to play football and basketball. You know. Those sports, yes, they're rough and tumble, well, football specifically. Yeah. But, you know, purposely, you know, you know, practicing to get choked by somebody <laughs> is just something that seemed like was high on my list of things to do in life. Like if you would ask me back when, when I started 2015, so if you would ask me in 2013, you yeah. know, hey, or, uh, I think I was considering it then. Yeah. So let's say 2010, I probably yeah. would have been like, you told me, hey, by 2023, you're going to be doing Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, have a podcast, you're going to be really, really involved in the community, yeah. and you're going to be like, like, you know, in love with it. I would have been like, probably not. That doesn't yeah. sound like the <laughs> shit I'm into. But. That's so funny that you're saying that, because, you know, I, like, I grew up in Rio, um, and in the very kind of rough area in Rio, and 
in you know my I think in the nineties I would say that's when the Gracie family started you know the jujitsu kind of started growing and everybody was talking about it in school and all the kids wanted to do jujitsu and you know there was all this fighting going on because everybody was challenging everyone on in jujitsu matches and I remember then telling my mom I wanted I was like I want to do jujitsu everybody's talking about jujitsu jujitsu on the TV everybody you know it's everywhere on the news I was like I want to do jujitsu. And she was like, absolutely not, because it's, you know, where we live, you know, it's dangerous. People find out they know a martial art, they're going to try and fight you. I don't want you involved in any of that. So absolutely not. And that just, you know, died in my brain. It's like, okay, you know, it's not happening. Fine. And then you get older, you get more fearful of things. You get all like, oh, I don't want, you know, I, like I told you, I was fear, fearful of injuries and hurting myself and falling. So I just kind of, and I'm not, I'm never doing anything remotely you know related to martial arts ever in my entire like i'm not doing that um and here i am and then all of a sudden it's like and i remember avoiding even watching uh even watching people fighting you know mma ufc and stuff like it would make me i was like oh i don't like that that's weird like why are they fight why are they punching each other that's weird like i don't like that why are they trying to hurt each other and, and kill each other i don't like that and here I am, here I am, 2023, writing blogs about it and, you know, on a podcast talking about jujitsu and, you know, just in my brain talking to my friends that do not go to jujitsu. I talk to them and they're like all day and, um, yeah, and going to seminars. I'm just throwing myself in all the seminars that are available coming, you know, I'm going mm. to Mallorca in October because I want to, you know, it's going to be at this big jiu-jitsu yoga fest in Mallorca. I'm going tomorrow. We have Roger Gracie coming to our academy. I'm going to be there. We had another one a few weeks ago to the whole weekend of seminars. I was there. So I'm just, I'm just trying to get all the information, everything. And I'm loving it. I'm watching all the fightings, all the fights, all the, the grappling. I'm learning, trying to learn all the names of the fighters, all the things. So yeah, I'm doing my research, learning about the Gracie family. So yeah following everyone and you know commenting on that on that post <laughs> so, yeah. i mean you know that's again you're embracing it and that's good yeah. i mean yeah you know you get some people that you know they they go into it and it's like what are your motivations you know what are your, what are your reasons and some people you know there was a period it felt like where people were doing it almost kind of for clout yeah and yeah. and they weren't really there for jujitsu, okay. and I, I feel like that was short lived though. It, it went away quickly, I believe. Okay, okay. I, mean, I think I missed and, that. Yeah, it, it it was very short lived. Like I want to say, uh, maybe right right before COVID, and <laughs> maybe COVID like scared oh, okay. them. Okay, people like fuck this, yeah. <laughs> <COVID>. <laughs> fuck jujitsu too. Yeah. Uh, but you know when when you you know dive yourself in like this where you're like look i, I want to absorb it all i want to watch the matches i want to go to the seminars i want to learn i, I mm -hmm. need to learn I have a thirst for knowledge it, it's it's a good thing it's you know because you know nobody wants to do something that you know they don't want to do yes you know, if you're like if you're going Absolutely. to jiu-jitsu and you're like i don't want to be here it's like then why 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 are you doing this Whereas, like, if you're going to jujitsu, you should be like, give me all of it. I want to do more. All of it. And there's two things. Like, it's not just 
it's so good the fact that you're getting fitter that your you know your mental resilience is just through the roof and like your you know stamina is improving your dopamine hit, is hitting and you just feel great and you are you know you're getting in shape without even feeling that you're getting in shape that's that's a huge bonus for me because again like uh, for many years i was trying to get fit and trying to be fit you know some sort somewhat fit and I tried different things and I never really, it felt like a struggle. It's like I'm dieting and I, you know, I, I'm kind of, you know, going through this super strict diets and trying to exercise myself to completely, you know, just, you know, just feeling, and it, it, it just didn't feel right. Just everything just felt like a, a bit of a struggle. And this is so much fun. Like I told you, I was there at eight o'clock in the morning. I did not wake up that early on, you know, normally I do, I'm not up at that time and if i am up at eight i do not want to talk to people i don't want to be interacting i'm at eight o'clock i'm having my coffee and i'm chilling eight o'clock i'm on the mat rolling learning and like every single class and i'm no i know it sounds super exaggerated i tell that to my best friend all the time anna love you she's probably gonna be listening to that she will absolutely because i'll be sharing that with her um every single class with different coaches doesn't matter which coach it is is it blows my mind like they're demonstrating something and you know they all have different uh, ways of teaching right they have that then their personalities the way that, how they conduct the classes and stuff but every single class i go even the ones that i find slightly more challenging because of the the, the way that they teach it blows my mind because i'm like how did you how did you go from that to that and now you're here and then you know, do you know what I mean? Like, do you feel like that? Or is it just me? Because I'm like, what? To the point where I'm in class and like they finish whatever they're doing. And I'm like, my my hands are on my face. I can't even hide it. My face is so expressive. Like I have all these weird faces going on for me during class because I'm like, how, how did you, how, how, wait. You know, I told one of the coaches, it was like, we need to have, when you're doing the demonstration, we have to have a drone just flying around and like screens on the walls, just demonstrating from all the angles because you're like, how did you get in that position? And how did you get out of that position? And then it's like, oh, you do this. And then if you go this way, you get this. And if you go that, but if you go this way, you get, you know, something better. But if you go this third way, and I'm like, what? <laughs> There are options. This is my face every single class. And that's why I keep coming back. And that's why I'm literally like advocating for jujitsu for everyone I know. And schools should be teaching jujitsu and, you know, some sort of self-defense, some sort of something. Because every single time I go to class, it blows my mind. Like I, I walk out and I'm like, there is no way that happened. Like, what is going on? Like, how did, how, did, because you changed the position of your elbow, now you you know it's like how did you how do you use how did you master the your body structure to that level to that extent to be able to maneuver out of those horrendous you know horrendous there's an arm bar for me in my brain of a white belt if you're in an arm bar that's it game over finish you arm bar tap you out no but you can't roll out of it and you can find your ways out i was like what these little things literally blow my mind every single class my mind is all over my, my brain's all over the walls it's just crazy um, i love your enthusiasm for it i know it's, like, it's, I, it's i'm hot 
I'm refreshing. talking to you and I'm sweating because I'm it just it, it honestly it makes me so excited and I sound crazy, but it's like why did I not find this sooner? Like why did I not find this sooner? Like I used to go to well I still go to therapy, but I used to go to therapy after I would go to jujitsu. Yeah, yeah. And it, it was kind of unfair because I walk into, you know, therapy and I'd sit down and like, so how are things? But because I just got done training, things were great. I was happy, <laughs> uh, you know, so and I explained that to her. I was like, it's kind of unfair for me to come here after jujitsu yeah. because I am happy after I leave jujitsu, win or oh lose, you know, no matter what happens in class, I walk out of there. I feel good. But that's, you know, that's the power of exercise, though, yes, too. It so, is. It is. I think um, exercise would be the, the, the solution to lots of problems we have today, mm -hmm. honestly. Absolutely. And I think the, the thing with exercise and working out, doing things, is like I think a lot of people only have a one, uh, you know, one side of view of what exercise is people mm. think oh go to the gym lift weights yeah. you know or go running and it's like well no there are other ways to be physical so you know whether it be basketball whether it be jiu-jitsu muay thai kickboxing boxing you know whether it be crossfit um you know there, there are different things that you can do you know to kind of get your body moving and that Absolutely. goes a long way in 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 our mental health and and just overall happiness but I, I think a lot of people have this ideal and you know I, I think about back in grade school with pe you know you'd have those students that just didn't want to participate in pe because yeah. like oh, i don't want to do whatever the goofy sport we have to do that day in class yeah. and my wife we still talk about the ideal of uh pe because she's like yeah I, I wasn't crazy about pe I, you know i yeah. think it's kind of unnecessary i was like i think it's absolutely necessary absolutely i think necessary. it's Ten thousand percent necessary because that's part of the problem now. Is like those kids who thought it wasn't necessary. Now those kids, not all of them, but there, there are a lot of them that are, you know, facing, you know, you know, depression or you know, might be facing body image issues or yeah. whatever it may be. And it's like if you have a healthy relationship early on with physical activity and 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 you know, understanding it, that goes a long way in helping you get a better understanding of yourself and your own mind later on. I mean, I, I played lots of sports growing up. Yeah. And the thing is, once I got to jujitsu though, I, I think it, it really became something different for yes. me. And, you know, again, when I leave jujitsu after training yesterday, you know, I, I messaged my friend um, who also trains out in, in Madrid and just, you know, kind of talking about class, because I always do that. I always like, hey, just getting out of class. You know, we went over this, 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 and that. Um, yeah. I feel pretty good about it. I had trouble with this. But it's like, afterward, I want I want to do nothing but talk about jujitsu. You know, I just feel like it's jujitsu is everything for me. And like, much like you, I, I advocate for all my friends to try it. Like, I want everyone to try it because, again, you know, you never know, like, people, you know, talk about jiu-jitsu, oh, it doesn't work in the streets. I think people have this really goofy ideal about those who say jiu-jitsu won't work in the streets. These are people who are also thinking, oh, well, you're going to try to do an arm bar, or you're going to try to bear and bolo, or you're going to try to, do it's like, well, no, just having body control, 
you know, that goes a long way. Just understanding positioning, you know, understanding, you know, how, you know, how to make sure that their hands aren't in action. You know, there's so much to jujitsu that you learn on the mats that can translate to your own personal safety off the mats. There's so much on on the mats that you can learn that translate to your own mental health. Jujitsu, you know, can do it all. So, I think, but that's the thing, like, if I was to start talking about the benefits of, especially for me, um, it would be uh, a few, you know, episodes of your podcast because um, it makes me emotional, you know, like how, uh, how it changed, like how it changed my, it's almost like I was in a, in a timeline until February and then jujitsu just grabbed me, you know, the little, you know, the machine, the guards that kind of grabbed the little bag and I just grabbed him from that timeline and it just threw me in this complete new timeline where everything is just exciting and brighter and there's just this immense amount of uh, information and knowledge that I didn't know. It's a complete new universe that opened up to me. And like I said, like the benefits on my body, like you can, I can feel my body changing. I can feel myself feeling stronger. My, my recovery time is shorter. Like before I would go for, for one lesson, maybe two less, two classes a day, a day, two classes a week for one hour. And I was dead for dead, dead. My whole body was hurting. I couldn't, you know, I couldn't go up and down the stairs without, you know, feeling some sort of discomfort in my leg, in my, in my arm. I, I can keep, you know, I'm tired, but I, I would go, I was there for three and a half hours. I will go again. If there was a, an evening, I would be there. And tomorrow I'm there again. And I'll be there in the morning, I'll be there in the evening. So like, it's, it's the, you can feel the body just kind of picking up and like, I'm not saying, and again, I'm not telling you that like, there, there's no moments where you don't, you know, it's like, oh, the sadness is gone. I don't feel anything. I'm just happy. No, that's, that's, that's not true. But I feel like now, even if I have some sort of like, oh, this upsets me or whatever, like it just snaps up because I'm just, I feel like I'm surfing in this ocean of dopamine that there's no space for things to set in too long. And that's what I'm saying. Like, and that's still not because of jujitsu, it's because of exercise. It's just because of just exercising and getting the, you know, getting the fluids kind of flowing and things flowing in your body, just, you know, shaking stuff out of your body, which I believe that um, there's this, so many studies on how many that your body will literally release things in your blood circulation in your bloodstream that heal you once you you exercising and your body's producing all this goodness in your bloodstream that will heal you from you know inflammation and things that are going on in your body that you're not even aware of and not and not only that but like you uh, you know attack whatever is making you depressed there is research is from actual scientists you know that that it's a thing it's not it's any exercise so like if you if people would just move a little bit and if you know, just just get again like get those things get get moving um I, I think a lot of um things would be easier and simpler and just flow better in general I, so i agree and I think what jujitsu brings to that is that it's just a different style of movement and there's yes. so much, you know, to learn from it, so many different movements. I also think, you know, when I look back on me playing football and basketball yeah. and how that wrecked my body for no reason, you know, there's no benefit to it, 
other than me just out there playing football and yeah. basketball with friends and hurting yeah. my body. Whereas like doing jujitsu, it's like, you know, there are lessons to be learned mm. on how to approach things in life, Absolutely. not just a physical way, but like also in, in a mental way, you know, ways that I approach work, ways that I approach yeah. other jobs, yes. how I answer questions. Yes. So, yes. you know, there's so much from jujitsu that can be, you know, super beneficial. And, you know, that's not to say, you know, jujitsu is the only answer. No, I mean, physical activity, I think is, you know, the, the ultimate goal, you know, we should strive for is to, you know, just move around. Yeah. But I think what jujitsu and, and also kickboxing and Muay Thai, you know, martial arts in general brings yeah. is like, it's fun. Yeah, wow. and um, you're talking about fight, like people talking about fighting and that jiu-jitsu doesn't work on the streets or whatever. But when you're in that mind space, and like, again, like, you know, you never know when things, you know, shit will happen and, you know, a fight is going to start to break and stuff and not in the middle of some some nonsense. But if you are in that some sort of, if your brain, if your mindset is in the right place and you know for if you have the confidence to know that like I don't need to get into this, I don't I'm just gonna walk away. You don't even need to get in the fight. This is what people say, Oh, Jujitsu doesn't work on the streets. Do I wanna get on a fight in the middle of this? No, I don't. So I'm just gonna walk away because I don't wanna get involved in it. I don't wanna get in an altercation. So I'm like, you know what, you wanna be mouthing just mouth away. I'm just gonna walk that in that direction and go home. Because I don't, I don't feel like getting, like engaging. I don't feel like getting in an altercation. Because why would I? So it's like it's not even about, you know, does it work? Does it not work? It's like my mind, I'm, my mindset is I don't want to get into an altercation because I have got, I've got other things to do and I've got to be, you know, beautiful and, and ready for training tomorrow morning. So no, thank you. I'm just gonna walk away. Which is a mindset that can help. Do you know, this is the, that's something. It's 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 a lifestyle. You know what yes. I mean? It's a mind, it affects your mindset because it's like, I don't want to get involved. This is nonsense. I don't want to get involved. Which, if you don't have, I'm not saying that it's the solution to all the troubles, but I'm saying like, if you don't have that, you may just get carried away and end up in a fight and end up getting your ass kicked because you didn't know how to defend yourself or how to not get into it because your mind is all over the place. So, um, you know, it's just um, some food for thought, I think. <laughs> That's one of the key things that jiu-jitsu has given me is the confidence to be able to just say you know if, it, if someone wants to do something and i don't want to do it i just have the confidence now just saying no without explaining myself i can just say yeah. no yeah. and and it's not even a matter of like because and i know i always joke about this i've joked about it on plenty of episodes you know in my mind is like well no and you know the no is very strong because i know i could kick your ass but exactly. it's not even that it's really a matter of um, being, you know, having the confidence now to be able to say no without having to explain myself, not because I feel like that person is going to physically assault me or yeah. anything, but it is a matter of there's nothing you can say that's going to make me feel bad yes. about yes. my decision. Because it helps no. with your self-control, right? Like it helps. It's not about kicking people, like learning a martial art of any kind of martial art. It's not about like, oh, I want to learn because I want to know how to kick people's ass. It's just like, no, I want to learn because I want to know how to, you know, a self, a, a way of self-defending myself. And, you know, for a bunch of other reasons that do not involve fighting people in the streets. So, you know, I just find this argument very like, why do you want to fight? Yes, if you get in the middle of it, unfortunately, 
you know, sometimes you, you may, I'm never, but you know what I mean? But, but why would you, maybe you don't even want to get in. So just walk away, just be like, you know what? I have the self-control. I have my mind in the right place. I don't want to get into this. I'm just going to walk away. If you, if you see a fight break, you just walk the other way. Like, no, I don't want to get involved or just don't, don't get, you know, all in your, um, or angry because something, someone said something to you that just, you just, just, just walk away. Like, I feel very peaceful. I don't know. I just feel like, yeah. very, I don't feel like getting an altercation. So I don't, you know, and I, I, you know, I never had, but especially now it's like, why would I, everything is great. Life is fantastic. Why do I want to get in a fight? <laughs> I've been saying recently, I'm sure of all the podcasts that I have, like, you know, this is a repeat for many people listening, but one of the things that kind of stand out in my mind about confidence and, and just feeling, you know, strong enough to say no, or, or to just authentically be yourself is that there, there are people that talk a lot of shit. There are trolls all over the inter, interwebs. Yeah. They like to talk shit. Yeah. And and one of the things that I think about with those people that are talking shit is like, you can't beat me. And, and it's not even a matter of like, oh, I do jujitsu. I'm better than you. No. People who are talking shit are usually losers. Yeah. Like yes. people who, the people who can kick the shit out of me and, and, and are, are better at me in so many different things, they're not talking shit. As a matter of yeah. fact, they're probably encouraging. They're probably trying to help build you up or, you know, whatever it may be. And, and you know, when whenever you know i was growing up people would say you know hey do you want to go do this you know i i fell into a lot of like shitty traps of like just making poor decisions because you know i didn't have the confidence to not be on my own whereas yeah. now i'm like i'm okay being on my own i'm okay not fitting in a group and i know as humans we are tribal you know we want to belong to a group but i, I think with you know just jiu-jitsu it's given me that confidence to say well i don't need to belong to that group per yeah. se you yeah. know if somebody says hey let's go i mean and granted i'm 45 so you know i shouldn't be in any situation where it's like hey let's go spray paint some walls no yes. man. but you know and i think also part of that is maturity now growth but i i also think too is like when i am dealing with the troll on the internet i have to ask myself do i even need to respond to this person like no because this person exactly. more than likely knows nothing they're just like anyone who comes on to any of the posts like I, I put up you know quite a few um mental health awareness posts yeah. and a suicide awareness posts, and i get people that like to say shitty things on those posts and i have to remind myself I was like well you're a shitty person number one number two you're a loser and number three i mean you don't have to be here you don't yeah, have to why come would to you put post. your energy into that why would you engage with this kind of energy do you know what i mean it's just it's just nonsense and like again like for you to get in an altercation there is step there are steps so like you can stop yourself through these steps before you get yeah. to that point you know it's not something like oh my god now i'm in a fight and i have to fight for my life it's like no there are steps leading to that so like if you use some of your, you know, some of your self-control and like apply some of those, the, the philosophy of, you know, martial arts of, you know, you don't need to get to that point anyway. And like you're talking about confidence, it just reminded me of this thing that I saw. I'm a huge fan of Roger Gracie. Obviously, like I'm in the Roger Gracie Academy. I'm learning so much about the Gracie family and stuff. I'm a huge fan. 
Um, and I saw this thing um, because I believe that there's confidence, like real confidence, there's fake confidence, which is when you just, you know, tell yourself that you're, you know, just convince yourself of confidence. And there's arrogance, right? And they're talking about Roger. I think he was preparing for, he was in preparing for a competition and he was literally like the day before the competition and stuff. And I think all the coaches and, who, you know, his team just talking to him and having all this, you know, talking about strategies and talking about this and everybody's like flapping about this, like, oh, yeah, this, 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 and like right, making a whole plan. And he just looked at them and was like, guys, I've got this. It's under control. Like, it, it, this was the tone of it. everybody's just like, you know, jumping up and down and like, you know, trying to, and he's just like, I've got this. I've, I I know I'm going to do it. Like, you don't need to, don't worry. So I think th this is, that's the, the mindset. That's what I'm trying to, like, when I see him fighting and like his face is the composure that he has. And I know a lot of fighters have that, but like when I look at, he's got the face, like the face doesn't change. Like he's in, he's in the middle of, of it in a huge competition. And his face is just completely embossed. Like he's in the zone, right? Like, and like, that's the confidence, right? That's the real confidence of a person that knows his skill sets is aware of his weaknesses, if he has any, and knows how to apply them. So you have that, innate that kind of you know raw um confidence and obviously after a lot of training and all of that but you know uh, no no I, I agree like having that you know like knowing that you have that confidence and just not stressing it goes a long way hmm. in things going right or going well for you you know just when you're you know, I, I can speak for myself in this with like being unsure and, and having that anxiety going into anything and worried. Um, it, it, it's it's crippling mm. and it, it can cause you to make mistakes. Absolutely. Whereas if, if you're like, look, I'm confident because I, I know I'm going to go in and do this. And if that doesn't work, I have a contingency plan. And, and the thing is, I think where, what that really boils down to is not worrying about, you know, having to go to your contingency plans, not having to worry about, you know, well, what about, you know, plan B, C, D, and all the way through the, to Z. It's like, look, this is, this is plan A. And I've drilled this enough. I've worked on this enough where it should work. Now, should I need to go to plan B? I shouldn't have a problem there either, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. I know that it's going to be okay. Whereas, you know, you got me, I'm like, oh, shit, well, what if this doesn't work? It's like, well, what's your plan for this? Well, like, well, you know, you know, I can give you a list of like 18 different plans. But I think also part of that, too, is like when people ask questions, you feel like you need to give the right answer. Mm -hmm. So it's like, and what's the right answer? Like, like if you were to say, Dante, what's your plan? You know, you're going to compete next week. What's your plan? And then, you know, I have this laundry list of things to say because i i'm trying to give you something that you're looking for versus just saying what what i'm doing yeah but yeah. you know yeah. so uh just be confident people be confident absolutely be confident work on it you know it may not come naturally to that's you know, true to, to most of us but just work on it just um yeah yeah. I'm the last person to be saying, you know, to say, oh, just be confident because for a very long time I wasn't confident. So, yes, work on it for sure. Uh, one of the things I wanted to ask you 
uh, was about your blog. Okay. Um, I, I know we've, we've mentioned it a few times here. Uh, you know, I, I think the first thing I want to ask about the blog is, you know, what pushed you in that direction to start a blog? And then also, could you tell us a little bit about it? Just like, you know, like I said, why you started and, and just kind of, the you know a theme of it of sorts I guess yeah so I um so I work with my best friend um actually she had uh we have two well we have a few blogs two main ones but the first one's called in the playroom.co.uk so that one was hers from many years and um you know she's been working on that she had it going on you know it was quite big already in the UK at the time and then in 2020 i was looking for a job my daughter has just started nursery i think at the time and i was looking for jobs i was kind of looking for something in my area of expertise at the time which was personal assistant executive assistant in london um and i couldn't get anything um because i haven't worked for five years i couldn't i just couldn't get any interviews and then eventually i did manage to get an interview it went amazing i kind of got the job um and i say kinda because COVID hit as soon as i got the confirmation everything went ahead um the the president i had an interview with him and he loved me he's like yeah let's go ahead everything was sorted and we were in the process of getting contract and all of that. And um, COVID happened and, you know, all the chaos, nobody knew what was going on with the financial world. And they called me and they're like, we are really sorry, but we're going to have to pause this. And I was so upset because it was going to be my, my, I saw that as my big breakthrough after motherhood. I was like, I'm back, you know, back into the work force. And I was feeling myself. I was so happy. I had all this you know, business um, um, outfits prepared. I was, you know, I was making plans. I was really excited. So it kind of really hit me at the time. And I was friends with Anna um, since I moved to the UK. And then she, we were literally having our nails done. This is so bizarre. We were in a nail salon, get our nails done. And I told her, I was like, and she was talking to me about the blog. She's like, oh, I'm really kind of, you know, um, have this blog, but you know, there's so many emails. I'm not, you know, I'm not able to, keep up with all the emails and so many and I was like do you want me to kind of jump in and help you out with the emails because you know that's something that I'm used to do um and I can help you know the admin part of the business I don't really know what blogging is because I've never done that before but if you want help with the emails you know I can help you out and then we see what happens that's how it started so I started helping her with her email her emails her mailbox was absolutely out of control there was thousands of emails you know lots of emails. Well, I said lots, there was lots of emails there. And uh, that was in the playroom, which is more focused on kits and crafts. And like, it's more, you know, more focused on, you know, um, just helping parents, like just parenting in general. Um, so we started working on that. It started kind of, you know, we got, we got some momentum on that. COVID was happening. Everything was happening. It was crazy, but it was great because we're working from home. I don't have a job. Everything is closed, locked down everywhere. So we started doing that and it started picking up. Um, we started getting all this, this clients and, you know, all this posts and people wanting posts. And um, then because of COVID and the lockdown, you know, we all kind of went through our own uh, 
demons and and moments of um, just being locked up and not really having much else to do. It's just that group. And I was like, oh, maybe we should just make a, a new one and just talk about, you know, mental health and spirituality, you know, just trying to help people through this time of uncertainty. That's literally how it starts. It's like everybody's going through a bit of a tough time now. Everybody's, you know, locked in. Nobody knows what to do with that. Like, let's just kind of talk about, you know, mental health and how to just kind of meditate and, you know, try and try your best to whatever, with whatever tools you have available, you know, just being in a state of mind that's a bit more peaceful, a bit more, you know, just helping people to cope with lockdown so we created on your journey um and that took off really quickly i think because everybody was locked up in the house everybody was on the internet all day so oh, that yeah. blog kind of really took off really quickly to the point where we didn't know it was going to go that like grow that fast that quick that fast that big that quick and um yeah that's how that's kind of how we ended up with on your journey and now we have these two main ones. We have a few other ones in the back burner, but on your journey in the playroom, they are, you know, they are thriving and they're doing fantastic. And yeah, and I'm loving it. And it's it's such a good outlet for creativity because we get to share our experiences. We get to help, you know, um, just just share articles, things that we believe that we things that we think helps with well being. You know, from um, spirituality to skincare uh you know so and then we have and now we have jujitsu so i'm just kind of trying to create this other uh, fitness health well-being kind of category which was already there but i'm just trying to pump some information there on jujitsu and how it's helping me and how it could maybe help someone else okay all right yeah the we were talking before we started recording and yeah. i mentioned that I was starting a blog. I, I considered starting a blog before starting a podcast. Yeah. And it, it just didn't go. Yeah. It's time consuming. It can be, it's a lot. Like, it's amazing. It's very flexible. I work from home. I just need internet and laptop. Um, and, but it's a lot. We have a lot of requests. We get a lot of, we have to be posting content every day um you know what people are googling so it's it's it, it's quite time consuming and you have to write them and you have to make sure they look nice and you have to select pictures and you have to do all the backlinks and all it, it, it's time consuming but it's very fulfilling i'm loving it and it pays the bills which is great and i get to do all the other i get to go to jujitsu for three hours and come back and do some work and get paid so it's fantastic I, I could imagine, you know, you go train and then you come back just off that experience of training can give you so much more to write about because there's oh so God, much yeah. energy and, to it. And you're just giving me so much brain space. Like, I feel like there's just all this clarity and like, it's like my brain's just, there's so much space. And like, all of a sudden I'm having all this ideas. I like, I always considered myself a very non-creative person. I was like, I'm not creative, more like executive, like tell me what to do and I'm going to do it. I mean, I'm going to do a good job, but I'm not very creative. I don't have many ideas. You know, I see people doing all these cool things and creating products and having, and I'm like, how did you even think of that? Like my brain doesn't, but all of a sudden I'm having all this like, oh, I've got an idea. Let me try and see if I can work something out. So yeah, it's kind of like, I don't know if it's a coincidence or if it's just, you know, life. But yeah, recently I've been having lots of little 
create creative ideas and I'm trying to work on some things um, on the side. Yeah. I always think about ideals. I have a lot of ideals, but then I think about like when people, I, I think a lot of people have a lot of ideals, but I think the difference between, you know, like someone like yourself and someone like myself is like the confidence to put that ideal out there. Oh, yeah. The confidence to write something. Because like I said, when I, when I started doing my blog, it was like, I'm looking, I was like, this doesn't look like it works. And then I was like, I'm not putting this out. Yeah. You know, for all I know, it could have worked. But then, I mean, the same could be said with this podcast. You know, I did the podcast. Yeah, it was like, very true. Very true. Uh, I don't think this is going to really work, but fuck it. Just put it out there. Yeah. <laughs> like, I if if they not, like it, cool. When it comes to these things like this, I, I'm very fearless. Um, or, you know, how, but like, I I throw myself onto things. Um, and then I'm like, yeah, if it doesn't work, like, you know, yeah, maybe it was a bit of a failed but whatever like you know i i if i see something and i think that could become something really cool i will throw myself like head first like i don't care um so with a lot of the blogs that i wrote they have my personal experiences which can be quite daunting um but yeah i wrote about you know my experience with jujitsu i wrote about my own personal my experience with you know going through a divorce with a child but it's so the fulfilling part is that you put this stuff out there right and it's you know you know you're exposing yourself to in a way being very vulnerable but then you get people coming back and saying like oh thank you so much for sharing that like that really helped me like thank you for you know sharing your experience because i'm going through the same thing or you know i shared that post the jujitsu with a few people and they came back it's like wow what a good read that was so cool so that's it's nice so you know do you know what i mean like so yeah I'm I'm re I'm really liking it. I really enjoy it. Oh, good. But yeah, it, yeah. It's definitely, you know, something that I feel like you know when you have that ability, you know, that creativity, and and in, in expressing your words, expressing your experiences, because, mm -hmm. you know, like I look at again when I wanted to start the blog, it was about jujitsu. It was like. And I had a lot of experiences, but it's like, how do I verbalize that experience? How do you verbalize? Yeah, yeah, I see what you mean. It's the same. I, I think it's a lot with teaching, right? Like you can you can know a lot of things. Like I know a lot, like, you know, I know a lot of, let's say you become a black belt. It's like, oh, I know a lot of jujitsu, but can you teach? Can you transfer that information? Do you know, do you have the skills, the the, the tool set to share that? It's it's a different matter. So um yeah. I quite I like writing. It was never something that I thought I was gonna be good at, but some of them, like I was like, yeah, you know, I'm. Just, I need to. Some days I was like, I've got a blog. I've got this this thing in my head, in my heart. I need to get it out, and I wrote it, and it felt good, and people liked it. So I was like, oh, great, this is great. Um, so yeah, but it's not it's not something I thought I had. And this is the thing, like the same with the podcast, right? Like you could, you know, you didn't you didn't know, but just throw yourself and see what happens, isn't it? And then if it goes well, fantastic. If it doesn't, you try something else. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. It's, I feel like then also for you, it's like, you know what? There's a, a, a next step to this transition. I mean, you're blogging, you're, you're writing about your experiences. Maybe yeah. <laughs> a podcast is the next step. You know, talk about your experiences. You know what? I have been thinking about, I've been, I've been talking to, a friend of mine 
And um, he was like, oh, you should interview this person. You should interview that person. Jiu-Jitsu related, right? He was like, why don't you interview that person? And I was like, hmm. It, it sounds really, because I was like, oh, I don't know. Could I do that? Could I? Because I'm not shy. So that's one that, that goes, that, that, you know, that works. I'm not shy person. I'm not camera, camera shy either. So, yeah. So, it could, I mean, you never know. You never know. It could be something else. It could be something yeah. else. I mean, you know, that that's one of those things, though, too, is like, you know, just, to, you know, taking a written form interview and turn into verbal. I, I have a good friend. She's interviewed a few grapplers and she we were I was working on a website and I just decided like, ah, it's just I got too much on my plate on like, yeah. I don't feel like and, and I'm very like I'm not a control freak by any means. Yeah. But I'm very much, I don't want to ask, you know, anyone else to help me do something because it was like, I don't want to put other stuff on people, other people's plates. So I feel like yeah. I have to run a website as well and then do, you know, the three podcasts and then also still go to a nine to five job and yeah. you know, all these other things. So uh, this friend and I, we, we were talking about it and she's like, look, I have these, you know, interviews I've done, you know, we could throw them up on the website. Um, I can also, you know, you know, do, I, I can interview them and, you know, do it on the podcast if you don't mind i was like absolutely i would love that because number one you know that's a good outlet for you a good forum you know to share but also if she's doing a couple of po uh, podcast episodes here and there i don't have to do them exactly <laughs> it's like a little less work for me i you know but <laughs> but yeah i think i think that would be you know really cool you know just you know go out into the community, you know, to the jujitsu community, reach out a lot of, you know, a lot of people in the community are super welcoming, super open. It, it's so, so much so that it threw me off. Cause I've asked some people, Hey, would you be willing to be on the podcast? And they said, yes. I was like, Oh fuck. You were supposed <laughs> to say yes. You were supposed to be like, Hey, I'm expecting that. yeah, you're supposed to be busy. Like, oh my God, I don't have time. I'm, I'm like really busy. I was like, Oh like, shit. Oh, sorry. But yeah, like, I see. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> and a couple of my, I, like, I freaked, I freaked out and just never followed back. I was like, okay, yeah. <laughs> like, like I'm not. I'm, yes. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, and, and there's been a couple of people that actually say yes. I was like, okay, cool, let's do this. And then I was like, yeah. oh shit, I, I got to figure out how to actually make this episode work. But yeah. you know, with your outgoing personality, you know, I, I think you know, you reach out. Plenty yeah. of people be willing to share. I'm not scared to reach out. I mean, you know, so yeah, you never know. I think it's the same. It's the same with the competition things. Like, oh, do you want to compete? It's like, mm, right at this second, I don't know, but you know, it may change. It's always, you know, and again, like it's it's fun. Like I've never done a podcast before. Never, I had no idea what I was getting into. I've seen, I've watched many, you know, I listen to podcasts all the time, but I was like. What am I, I was like, oh my god, what if he's asking me all these technical questions? I'm a white belt, I'm gonna make a fool of myself, I'm gonna make a fool of the academy, I'm gonna be kicked out of the gym, it's gonna be terrible, <laughs> they're gonna hate me, <laughs> they're gonna be bad mouthing me in the Instagram, Instagram tomorrow. But yeah, this is great, this is great, this is fun. Good, good. I'm, I'm glad the experience was a pleasant one. And and that's like I told you before we start recording. That's my goal is to make sure that anyone that comes on here has good experience. I want people to walk away from this saying, dude, I'd love to do another episode because for me, you know, more often than not, if you come on the podcast, 
the, you know, that first one was kind of a get to know you. Let's find yeah. out your story. And then I want you back because let's talk about your story further. Number one, but number two, you know, now that you've got that comfort and that, that, that flow, it's like, you, you know, start telling like your projects, your plans, what you're doing, what you want to do there. And then it's like, you know, I always want people to want to come back. Yeah. Um, in, in, you know, I, you always try to warn people like, look, I'm not like one of those shock interviewers that I'm, I don't want to ask the tough questions because yes, I don't, yes. I don't want you to feel uncomfortable. And also sometimes the tough questions, I don't want the answers to the tough questions because I feel like it might be too personal. <laughs> I don't want to know that. Yeah. You, you know, it's like, you, you know, you've mentioned, um, you know, going through a divorce, you know, I don't want to be that guy that comes up like, so tell me about your divorce. Go into detail. You know, that? like, that's Give me all the tea, um, all the details. Yeah, that's, that's uncomfortable. <laughs> You know, it's like, you know, people always want to, you know, I don't want to say people like there's some like, you know, shows where it's like they, they want to get people uncomfortable. And, you know, you got people yeah. that want to watch that. And it's like, the things that gives, guess, it gets views, isn't it? It's, it's, it's the, the wrong yeah. people are in this. Some people are in the business for the wrong reasons. They just want the, the views and they just want to go viral and just want to, you know, be in the headlines yeah. and all of that. So, um, yeah. I just like wow. to get people's stories and, you know, I, I don't travel. I don't go places. I'm, I'm, you know, where I am. So yeah. this is kind of my way of seeing the world, talking yes. to different people from different countries, different backgrounds. Yeah. And, you know, so, you know, having this exchange, having this experience is like, this works for me and hopefully it works for you all as the guest. Absolutely. And, you know, you know, let's build on it. So we got that. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, it was really cool. It's experience to do something at least once, isn't it? So Absolutely. done it now. <laughs> if you if you're like, yeah, I've done it once. I don't think I want to do it again. It's like okay, as long as, long as it wasn't because it was a bad experience. <laughs> it um, was not at all. It was really really fun actually. Really really good. cool. Yeah. Uh, before we get out of here, do you have any okay. shout outs or mentions that you'd like to drop for us? Oh, goodness. I wasn't prepared for that. Now you caught me. Um, I want to say hi to Anna. Anna's my best friend, and like, we do the blogs together. So I love her. She's going to love that. So, yeah, to her, um, to my coaches, um, I love them. They are fantastic. Um, Oh my goodness, my daughter, <laughs> she's not going to listen to it, but you know, your ex for shout out. So here you go. Nice. Um, yeah, I think that's it. I don't know. I don't know. Anna, I couldn't miss her because she will kill me if I don't, you know, if I don't say so she will. So yeah, yeah, the coaches and like all the lads in the gym. Again, I'm not going to name names because there's many of them and they are sure. all fantastic, but for the experience for the patience for the kindness i know i said that and um and uh, they're very supportive uh they help me build you know blog posts and they're always so 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 sweet and um yeah the coaches for just you know putting up with me and uh teaching giving me you know just just it's just being fantastic i'm very happy and i'm very glad and grateful that i jumped in even though i had no idea what i was jumping into and um yeah i know and um yeah and then for for the for the teachings and um yeah i'm loving it i love it good good and your blog 
what's the name of that and where can we find it? So yeah, so it's onyourjourney.co.uk. That's the okay. one that I'm putting all the jujitsu material for now. Um, okay. And in the playroom.co.uk. All right. I'll make sure to put those links yes. in the show notes for everyone to find. Yeah. And um, before we get out of here, I'd like to also give a big shout out and thank you to everyone who's listening to the podcast. If you have any questions, concerns, criticisms, feel free to reach out to me. You can find me at bjj.wiki on Instagram or off the Nets podcast on Instagram as well. Um, you know, if you want to be a guest, reach out. I've had a few people reach out recently and, and I appreciate that. You know, jokingly, I say don't email me because I, I can't tell the difference between a real email and the spam email. So I just freak out and delete them all. But I've had some people email me and, you know, we've connected. So I appreciate that. Uh, and it's been a good experience. I'd like to give a shout out to my team over there at Nerd Rage Radio. Bobby, Chris, Joe, thank you. If it weren't for Nerd Rage Radio, I wouldn't be doing podcasts. And I started with them many years ago. And I decided, let me branch off because we talk about a lot of nerd stuff over there, a lot of pop culture stuff over there. And I was like, let's go talk about some jujitsu and, and, you know, just life over here. So thank you to Nerd Rage Radio. I appreciate you guys. I love you. I need to get back over there. I haven't been on in a while. I think last time I was on was uh, Juneteenth. So I, I, it's been a minute. I need to go back and see my 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 friends. Um, also, want to give a shout out to my other podcast called So You Like Horror. If you're into scary movies and things like that, go check it out. We've been talking about horror movies through the decades. We started in the 1920s. I just finished recording the most recent episode for the 2010s decade, and that should be out this Friday. So. Go check those out, and we're going to be moving in a new direction for 2024 just because we've done horror by the decades. we got to find a whole new set of themes to do, and uh, it's going to be fun either way. And we got some big horror movies coming out, so we'll be talking about a lot of that upcoming. So go check it out. You can find it on Instagram, so you like horror. All the words are separated by underscore, and you'll find it. It's me. My name's there. So go check that out. And last but not least, I'd like to give a big shout out to our guest here, Miss Luciana Oliveira. Thank yes. you for <laughs> being my guest and sharing your story and your experience. And I would love to have you back on if you are willing to come back on and, and share more of your journey later on. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy with the opportunity. Uh, thank you for uh, your patience. Thank you for inviting me. Um, this was fun. I'm definitely going to come back. If you will be back, I'll happily come back. And yeah, just thank you. Another thank you to the RGA Chester team for, you know, for welcoming me and for the roles. And uh, yeah, this was great. Good, good, good. And next time we talk, hopefully we'll be working in that direction of getting your own podcast. Up <laughs> and running and, you know, it, it, it'll all fit Maybe together. I'll be and interviewing you. Maybe we'll be on opposite Maybe. sides. Maybe. Hey. Maybe, maybe. And whatever you need, let me know. I got you. All Perfect. Right. Perfect. Right. And as I like to end this with all the shout outs and 
all the love and, and just the appreciation from everyone who's who's supported the podcast. Again, I can't thank you enough. Um, I look back on it and, and saw all the old posts of people tagging the podcast and mentioning the podcast, and it teared me up a little bit. So thank you, everyone, for that. Um, and as always, you all keep listening to the show, and we're going to keep making this. Thank you, everyone. And goodbye. They probably said, Now let me see his song.